There are many ways people listen to Vision, including in cars through the Vision app. The Vision app is compatible with Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. So if you have mobile coverage, you can stream any of Vision's live radio channels in crystal clear quality and enjoy a growing range of on-demand podcasts all on the go. There are other ways to connect your phone to your vehicle speakers too. You can see detailed instructions when you Google ways to listen to Vision. However and wherever you listen to Vision, you can be sure that the announcers, programs and music will help you look to God daily. The story. Before we met, I was going to some sort of crisis here in Australia where I was I was missing a lot of my family. Um, I was feeling somehow alone and because I couldn't relate too much people here or trust much a lot of people something clicked inside of me and I just started to somehow search for God and I just started praying G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax Welcome to the story Well, an international one for you today is Jaime Benavides shares about his journey from Brazil in South America to Burley Heads on the Gold Coast. But he's not only travelled geographically, as we'll hear, he's also been on a spiritual journey from just knowing about God in general to having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Jaime is having a chat and sharing his story with Karen Hunt. Jaime, let's begin our conversation, finding out a little bit about growing up in Brazil. Where were you born? Where were you bred? And just give us some insight into your family life at that time. Yeah, I was born in Brazil, in the far north in Brazil, I'm in a place called um, Macapá. It was a mining city at the time. My father and my mother are both from Chile. They immigrated to Brazil and my father had a very good opportunity of working there. We lived um, for a few years and then we, we moved, my parents moved back to Sao Paulo, to the more um, developed area of the country, the financial center. Me and my sisters, we were all raised in the Catholic faith. I remember that when we were kids, um, there was not much talking about God in our life, but we went to church and we had the, the catechism classes. I did the first communion, my sister did that. Uh, my younger sister ended up not doing it. There was the Catholic faith, as in we knew somehow who God was and who was Jesus Christ and what they represent, but there was never a close relationship with him, actually getting to know him or having an encounter with him or nothing like that. And so it was pretty much like just a religious upbringing in which I would, um, at times, from times to times, I, I would pray and it was always like the Holy Mary and the, the Lord's Prayer. So like was always praying those two prayers and giving God my list of wishes or something like that or asking for him to help me with what was going on in my life at the moment. But this was always as a kid, so it was very innocent. So I think that somehow it was, it was pure and it was honest, even though I would look f- for God like just once in a while. Interesting enough, I had Muslims as neighbors. Um, we had another religions around in Brazil, and although I look into everything, I never went far away. Yeah, and um, well, throughout my younger years as a teenager and as a young adult, um, I was just 
I would say I was a fa- I was a guy from the world, so I didn't give much thought to it. As every good Catholic or every I would go to the masses when I had to, not every Sunday, but just the traditional masses that we have in Brazil for graduations, for families, for anyone that passed away or something. And it was pretty much that up until I actually came to Australia. So you've mentioned we, you're talking about your mum, your dad, your sisters, you said. How many yeah. sisters? I have two sisters. One's older and one's younger. No brothers? No brothers. Mm-hmm. Just me and the two girls. So just you as a boy, as a young good guy, as you said, yeah. what did you enjoy? What were you good at? What did you love? I always wanted to do something related to, to arts and something that I could be involved with music. Um, mostly, so I end up looking into um, another careers that I could actually develop that. And as you can imagine, in Brazil, um, it's not very easy to be an artist. It's very just very few people that um, uh, can make it as an artist, as a, a good living, a good, good standards of living. And, and being the son of immigrant, and being the son of someone that had actually left his country before and had gone to some challenges in life, um, in his personal life. My father always um, advised me to take music and or their artistic careers more as a hobby and pursue a more, let's say, serious career. Mm-hmm. You know, so I end up like feeling very drowned to advertising and media, and because somehow I could be involved with the artistic side of people. So it was very early when I decided to actually go and study communications and that I decided to work in advertising specifically. What was life like for you then as a young man in the city and specialising in advertising? Well, in the beginning it was a bit a bit hard for me because uh, I was actually not living in Sao Paulo city, which is the capital of the state. I was living some 70, 80 kilometers away. When university came, um, I city didn't have much field actually to work in advertising, thinking about it. That's why I decided to go study in Sao Paulo. But we couldn't afford um, for me to live in Sao Paulo yet, so I would travel every single day, a few hours, to go and come back um, by train, by bus. Sometimes I lived with some friend. After I actually studied university, um, I really became a, um, a good student in the sense of like I was, I was really excited. I really wanted to learn and I had all the subjects I loved. It was a lot of reading, a lot of creative thinking, a lot of um, going out and about, seeing expositions. Sao Paulo is a very rich place like when it comes to culture. I remember going to see um, Botero expositions, Dali expositions. Uh, walk around the city and like marvel at architectures and that was just like so enriching for myself as a, as a young student and someone that really likes to know about what's going on in the world and arts and everything so it was a very good um, moment in my life in the sense that I've learned I've learned so much about everything about everything about all the things I've liked I learned that um it's not that easy to go and do things for yourself because even though I had my parents' financial support and everything, uh, at some point I was like, well, now it's all on you. You know, you have to go and do everything for yourself. So it was very good for me. I, I love the times in university. Of course, as any guy that is is in university, there was also 
parties and drinking and you know trying different things but thank god that was never i never had problems with it so where was god in this picture at that time was he a part of your life as a young man then well as a catholic young man he was a part of my life in the sense that i would just ask always god to be with me in the sense of like all my challenges and everything but still again it was just um it was just his presence in the sense of like okay if god's always with me because my mom always speak that over me growing up god's with you god's your friend of all the times he's always looking after you so you can always talk to him hi mate what brought you to australia when did you come out and why well actually australia became a destination on my bucket list after i started um doing bodyboarding and because um, I was just to see the waves in Australia and movies and magazines and everything and so uh, Australia came about it and at the age of 27 I was working and I just had finished a relationship I somehow I wasn't happy even though I was doing something I like it so I had a big workload uh, every day so one day I just said no nah, it's time it's time to do it so I quit my job I got all my savings and I said okay so now where where am I going You know, I had Australia already in my list and it was also one of the reasons I decided to to travel. It was not only to surf and go to a nice place, but I want to actually improve my English and I decided to come to Australia. So which part did you come to first of all? I came straight away to Gold Coast. Um I searched and I looked and I thought of where to go and to go and I found about Burley Heads. Saw the pictures, saw videos. So that's the place. Just a little bit appealing? Yeah, just a little bit, Burley Heads. Um, seems them are being living in in the area. You're listening to the story. Today Karen Hunt is chatting with Jaime Benavides, who's sharing about his journey from Brazil to Burley Heads on the Gold Coast. We'll find out more of his story, including how he met his wife from Colombia when we return. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800 Pray for Me. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401-132-888. Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax and this is The Story. We're back with more of Karen Hunt chatting with Jaime Benavides, who's sharing about his journey from Brazil to Burley Heads on the Gold Coast. Next, we're also going to hear about his spiritual journey and how he met his wife, Alexandra, from Colombia. Tell us how you met Alexandra. Well, it was it's very it was very um, casual. Uh, we just had a friend in common that was going back to Brazil. Alexandra um was studying English with this girl and I met her to another friend and when she was leave they, they were having a farewell barbecue or something and they invited me I get there and she's there so when we start all to talk I realized she had a, a different accent so where are you from uh, she goes I'm from Colombia so I came and said hola como esta so I started speaking <laughs> Spanish to her and straight away we somehow we connected and from that day we started to keep in touch to see each other and well the rest the rest is history you know so the two of you together i mean you're both very faith filled passionate christian people now you have a little daughter so what's her name maria alejandra 
Oh, you say that beautifully. Say it again. Maria Alejandra. <laughs> Tell us the story of how you guys actually came to a new faith in Jesus Christ, not the traditional religious Catholic background that you both individually had. What happened in your lives that was a part of transforming you? Well, actually, who, who had like the biggest impact actually in my in my Christian walk was actually my wife. Different from me, she had a. a, a a better, um, a more meaningful relationship to God. She actually had a relationship uh, with God because she gave her life to Jesus when she was 17. She had a big event in her life. Because that happened, um, all of this happened within the Catholic faith um, and the person that introduced her to the, to the faith on that way was uh, also a Catholic. He was... Um, ex-student from a seminar mm-hmm. so she came actually um, when I met her she was already a um, charismatic Catholic so she already used uh, speaking tongues and everything so while we were like one of driving around the city going to have dinner somewhere we started talking about like getting to know each other so fortunately very fortunately for me we we started to click in many things like she, we, we both like same sort of music mm-hmm. We both have many uh, similar tastes, and the fact that we both from South America, and I could speak Spanish um, because of my parents, that would draw us close together. And then we start to talk about God, and she starts to explain that God was a big part of our life, and that actually, even though I was I was um, having a relationship with God, that spoke to me because. Even though I didn't have this kind of relationship with God, I remember from an early age thinking, I said, I should marry a Catholic girl. You know, I should marry a So finding a Catholic in Australia from South America, all this somehow connected. And interesting enough, um, before we met, I was going through some sort of crisis here in Australia where I was more than a year here living in Australia. Uh, my financial situation was not very good as most of international students and I was missing a lot of my family um, I was feeling somehow alone and because I couldn't lay too much people here or trust much a lot of people something clicked inside of me and I just started to somehow search for God in the sense okay I don't know anyone in this country even though I've been here for some time like anyone that has really become part of my life so on my way to work I could work because of uh, my visa conditions allowing me to work so I would get I would get the bus every single day from um, Burley to Surface Paradise to work and I just started praying you know uh, I just started praying again you know like my mom taught me and like I was learning I learned in the Catholic Church I would pray a Lord's Prayer a Holy Mary and I would ask God to come with me during my day give me strength, give me energy and, you know, um, open the ways for me to to do what I wanted to do in Australia or to to keep going, give me strength because I, was, I wasn't feeling in a very, very good place um, in my heart and in my mind, uh, even in my spirit. So, interesting enough, like going back to that, that after, sometime after that, that's when I met my wife, you know, so somehow I think there was a, an answer to my prayers because, um, just some time after we started talking more about God and everything, our relationship was like started to be like more like on and off, on and off. And in one of those times, she invited me to pray. I said, oh, 
let's pray them, you know. And I was expecting, you know, the Catholic prayers again and stuff. And she looks at me and said, look, I just have to tell you, it's a, it's a, it's a different prayer, you know. And so she explained a bit how she's going to pray. And we speak in, 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 in lenguas, you know, in Spanish would be tongues. But I wasn't quite understanding anything. So well, she started to pray, and at the beginning when she started speaking in tongues, I kind of, I wouldn't say I freaked out, but I was like, what's that? What's going on? And then she started to talk things, you know, and, and, and I realized that uh, it was different from how she thought, and I felt and I felt something. I can't explain exactly what I was, goosebumps, shivers, and what she spoke while we were praying really spoke to me. And, and then uh, after that, it was just like marvel. I was marveled. I remember calling my mom in Brazil and she said, how things are going? You're feeling bad. I said, mom, mom, you won't believe, mom, mom, what? God spoke to me, mom. God spoke to me. He spoke to Alex, you know, the girl was dating. She sp- he spoke to me and he said this and this and this and that. So then that was my really first encounter with God, I believe, you know, and that really changed my perspective on everything. Tell us together your journey for you coming to Christ through her encouragement, give us more of an idea of where your journey took you. Well, um, very, very, very soon after the event, and when I actually came close to God, uh, when she was praying with me, we went together to a conference um, in Sydney in 2009. And that's when I, I really was impacted by seeing everything that I saw. I saw people standing up from wheelchairs, um, people giving praise to the Lord, people falling on the ground. Um, it, it really touched me. So then that's when I said, okay, uh, let's, let's, let's really do it. You know? And then we started attending a local church in the Gold Coast where we started learning more. We grew up a lot in the sense of knowing the Lord, the, the Word and everything. I just felt like I had given my life to Jesus in this conference and I just felt that I wanted to do something. When we were attending that church, they talk about a mission trip. I ended up signing up for a mission trip in the Northern Territory, in Catherine, with um, Aboriginal community. So that was an amazing experience, uh, my first mission trip. You mentioned you were baptized there? Yes, I was actually water baptized there. Um, me and my wife, we had broken up at that time. And just after that, we, she said um, she was pregnant. So I, was, I went to this trip kind of like not knowing what to expect, uh, kind of freaking out on the other side. So yeah, I gave my best on the trip. I really I went deep into the Lord because it was, just some, it was just in the early stages of my Christian walk. So I was actually observing a lot and learning a lot. And then we were playing with the kids, like such amazing experience in playing with the kids in the creek in the middle of Catherine, um, like in the middle of the Red Land and everything. And the leader of, of our team, uh, he was talking to some of the other guys about water baptism. And he just thought, some of the guys say, oh, I've never been water baptized or anything. And he looks at me and he looks at the guy and says, well, why not do this now? And he goes, yeah. Can you imagine a better time and a better place? An Aboriginal community in a creek with the Aboriginal kids, like, how many people have the opportunity to do that? Well, let's fast track a little bit yes. forward. Coming back to the Gold Coast with Alexandra, how important did community become for you? Well, community became um, everything for us, actually, because um, 
I came back and interesting enough, she proposed. So we decided to get married and community was very important because um, the sort of life we have back in our country, we're both from good families, like with good financial situation. We both went to university. So being here by ourselves, with like we were totally broke, we had no money, no money. And the community of, of like the, our church family at the time helped us so much. Into, like It was overwhelming because I could not even imagine it. I wouldn't believe that even my best friends back at home would help us the way these people help but without asking anything back. So community became uh, our search, you know, because we have... Um, we now have a, a, a strong faith and we wanted to be surrounded by people that had the, the same faith as us, uh, as into helping us grow instead of, we still had friends, um, let's say worldly friends, uh, and there was never a door opening to talk about God and to grow with it and we decided to, to search for it in that church. But then the group kind of dismissed for some time and then we're back in our own instruments. Um, so then that's when we came after a few years of searching and trying to go on our own instruments and see that many things weren't going the way they were supposed to be, as in, you know, the fruits that we were having in our life. Uh, we finally find the place where we are now. We were so welcome and so embraced as I think I've never felt like that in any situation in my life. So you've been going through quite an intensive discipleship program, haven't you? Yes, that's it. We, Because of our problems, we decided to go for marriage counselling. And when we had the first session, they identified exactly what I was saying, that we have been growing our own instruments. And they, um, even before doing marriage counselling, they tell us that we needed actually to lay down our foundations and be disciple. And then after that, it would be, if still necessary, would have... Um, marriage counseling and then since then it's been like an incredible journey like the Lord has shown us so much about our identity our fractured identity how much uh, pride and self-desire in our even though we don't realize so then there's also like a lot of um, we're dealing with everything so we're learning and growing in the Lord in a, in a way that I would never imagine it was possible they're pouring so much love on us and Together with love, they're pouring um, what's the source of this love, what's the, how God works on us, how God, what God did for us, and how he can lift us up so we can actually be his instrument on this, on this earth, you know, and, and bring light to other people, bring, bring um, his word and his gospel to the, to the people around us. Because we, you know, we're finally in an awesome community, but also... We are in this community to grow and to help each other and to love each other, but we always have to go out of it and, 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 and go there because there is the words there and the, the word is eating people out and the word is, is destroying people and we can finally be the light of Jesus for the people, like our workplaces, uh, even random people like shopping mall, beach, whatever. Mm-hmm. The hands and feet of Jesus. The feet of Jesus, that's it, that's it. So it's been very intense. We've been spending a lot of time in the Lord. And, and the most amazing thing is that as, as we focus on the Lord and as we, we search Him, we f- like we really search Him 
full of hunger and thirsty and with full of our hearts, the more we focus on the Lord, the deeper we go into His love, the deeper we go into His Word, everything just falls into place. Mm-hmm. So like our, our marriage has been restored. Uh, of course, a marriage is a constant work. Uh, we're going to have to work on it our whole lives because seasons change, we change, everything change. We have a daughter. But the love of God over us has been so big and so amazing what He's doing to our life that all the other things, they start to become second. So like, finances um, work uh, you know even the things I love like sports music and and everything just becomes second because the more focus in the Lord the more everything just falls into place and I mean we learned that he, if, if you have such big interests and such passion for certain things in your life it's because he wants you to do that. It's because he placed the desires in your heart. And he, the Lord has been just showing us that how much uh, he wants us to actually grow also, not only in his word, in, in, in the ministry, but he wants us to learn to grow in those skills and in those desires that he has given us. Mm-hmm. Now we just want to give what we have best. Mm-hmm. We want to give it to the Lord and we want to give it to the body. So that's where we are at now and I think that the Lord is just going to bring more and more and more as He wills. I'm sure He will. To to obey. (laughs) You're putting Him first. You're putting your family first. You're putting yourselves in His hands and I pray God's blessing and favour upon you, Jaime. And I know that He will richly, richly bless you and guide you as you look to Him, the one who matters most. Yes, thank you very much. That was Karen Hunt chatting with Jaime Benavides, who's originally from Brazil, and his wife, Alexandra, as we heard, is originally from Colombia. It's great to hear how God brought Alexandra into Jaime's life at a low point when he was missing his home country. Not only did she provide companionship, but she also introduced Jaime to a deeper relationship with God through faith in Jesus. So how about you? Maybe you know a bit about God in general, but don't really know him personally and have never put your faith and trust in Jesus as your saviour. Would you like someone to pray with about this? Our prayer line is 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. And it would be an absolute pleasure to pray with you at that number, 1-800-772-936. Finally, we'll end with the Bible verse from John chapter 3, verse 16, about why it's so important that we put our faith in Christ. For God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son, Jesus, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but will have everlasting life. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us for Jaime's Story. I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. The Story. Just another way vision is connecting faith to life.